0: Welcome everyone to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic is Montenegro. Yes, I said Montenegro. Let's get started. Montenegro declared its independence from Serbia on June 3rd, 2006. Montenegro got its name from the dark mountain forests that cover the land. The name breaks down into two words, Monte and Negro, and dates back to the 15th century. In area, Montenegro is comparable to the size of Connecticut. Montenegro is a small country with a population of less than 1 million people. It's estimated to be 644,578 people. However, the country shows major economic potential, especially from its tourism industry. The country has 117 beaches along the Adriatic coast. Montenegro is a famous tourist destination. The legendary English romantic poet Lord Bryan once described Montenegro as at the birth of the planet, the most beautiful encounter between land and sea must have been on the Montenegrin coast. Uh, and that is a testimony to the country's striking beauty. Podgorica is the capital and largest city in Montenegro. It covers a total area of 55.6 square miles, and the city hosts Montenegro's administrative, economic, cultural, and education centers. Uh, Podgorica is famous for its sun. It has a very thriving coffee culture, but it's also for its impressive number of uniquely themed churches. Uh, And there is one exclusively meant for fans of brutalism. The country's flag. Yeah, let me say that again. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Uh, but it's famous for its sun, thriving coffee culture, and its uniquely impressive number of uniquely themed churches. I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm reading from research. I do not know what that means. The country's flag features a golden lion. Uh, the flag is based on the flag that was in use during the reign of King Nicola I who was king between 1910 and 1918. Once again, you're listening to Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic is Montenegro. About 60% of the country is more than 1,000 meters above sea level. The country has a diverse population. Native Montenegrins make up about 45% of its population, while Serbs, Bosniaks, Albanians, Muslims, and Croats form the rest of the country's population. Their major trade partners are Serbia, Italy, Germany, Croatia, and Hungary. Tourism, steel making, aluminum and food processing represent its major industries. Handmade carpets, wood carvings, tapestries, ceramics, jewelry, ceramics, art, and wine are some of the most famous uh, famous items that you can buy while you're in Montenegro. How about this? Here's something interesting. Hold on to your chair. The World Tourism and Travel Council placed Montenegro first on its list of countries where tourism is a strategic industry. Tourism in Montenegro is expected to grow at a rate of 8.8% over the next 10 years. So basically, in a nutshell, this is telling you that Montenegro is a travel destination. So if you're one of our world travelers that listen to the show, we're gonna you're gonna learn about Montenegro today. And if you're looking to travel somewhere, you know, that you may not have been to, we're gonna give you a lot of information today on Montenegro. I also have a long list of of tourist uh, recommendations, and I'm going to read some of those in a few minutes. Uh, Montenegro winters are cold, snowy, and intolerable. So if you're going to Montenegro, make sure you don't go the winter. This is why the country sees a very huge drop in tourism during the winter months. Montenegro is featured in the movie Casino Royale. Remember that movie, Casino Royale? In 2006, it had uh, Daniel Craig starring as James Bond. Casino Royale was filmed or featured in the movie uh, Casino Royale. Montenegro was featured in that film. Brad Pitt started his Hollywood movie career uh, when he acted in a movie in Montenegro in uh, 1987. So Brad Pitt got his start in a movie that was filmed in Montenegro. Montenegrins have their own unique uh, theory by which they live life. And this is amply illustrated in several Proverbs. Uh, One of the proverbs in Montenegro that are known by the Montenegrins is love thy bed as you love thy own self. And they are very easy and beautiful people to get along with. So this is uh, Montenegro. Who would have thought we'd cover Montenegro? Last week's show about Poland And Polish cuisine was a huge hit. I want to thank our great listeners around the world uh, for making our Poland show very successful. I want to thank everyone. We just reached 4,000. And that is a huge accomplishment. Keep in mind, most podcasts don't even get to 10,000. We are at 4,000. So I want to thank our great listeners. Montenegro was the first in the world, first country in the world to have a national printing house. It became the 192nd member of the United Nations in 2006. It is customary for visiting guests to bring a bottle of wine and a box of coffee. I know a lot of people that would love this country. (laughs) So when you visit guests in Montenegro, It is customary to bring a bottle of wine and a box of coffee. Almost 47% of Montenegrins are between 25 and 54. Wow! How about that? You're blowing me away. I just woke up, just got out of bed, started recording the show, and I just found out something really interesting. Almost 47% of the population of Montenegro is between the ages of 25 and 54. So if that is pretty fascinating. 64% of the total population of Montenegro is urbanized. And the country spends 6.5% of its GDP on health care. There are more than a million mobile subscriptions and 160,000 fixed-line telephone connections in Montenegro. It has a literacy rate of almost 99%. I'm going to say that again. I want to make sure everyone understands that. The literacy rate in Montenegro is almost 99%. Wow, that is fast. That is great. Uh, Once again, I want to thank our great listeners around the world. Keep in mind, this show only gets 13% of its listeners from the United States. And I want to thank everyone. We just reached the 4,000 mark. And I want to thank everyone for that. Uh, Most shows don't even reach 10,000. We're at 4,000, and this show is not even a year old. So I want to thank everybody. Despite its small size, there are five airports in Montenegro. 60% of the population uses the Internet. I think that's kind of low, don't you? Send us an email, diningonadime@yahoo.com. 60%. Of its populations of its population uses the internet. I think that's kind of small. Uh, Montenegro does not mint, issue or print euro coins or notes. It imports them from other countries that are part of the eurozone, so it doesn't make its own money. It, it, it imports it from other countries. How about that? And once again, later on in the show, I'm going to give you tourist recommendations. So if you are a listener, if you're one of our world listeners from around the world, or if you're just a curious person that wants to learn about a different country, I'm going to give you a ton of facts about Montenegro uh, from a tourist And these are facts from tourists that visited the country. And they are giving you, uh, you know, recommendations for the country. So I'm going to give you those right now. You know why? Because you deserve it. So let me give you, these are travel tips for Montenegro. So if you're one of our world travelers or if you're just one of the curiosity people, curious people, that want to learn something about a different location, here are your Montenegro uh, travel tips. Most citizens of Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and the United States do not need a visa to enter Montenegro. They can typically stay visa-free for up to 90 days. The country's official language is Montenegrin, but English is spoken in many of the larger cities. Even in towns where it isn't as widely spoken, getting around only speaking English is pretty easy. So we have a lot of people that communicate with us saying, hey, if you could let me know, If it's going to be easy for me to communicate in these countries, I would appreciate that. And that's the research I did for you. Uh, We had a show a couple weeks ago uh, where I told you one of the countries we covered, uh, the guy went to the airport and he was very frustrated because nobody spoke English. So in Montenegro, getting around only speaking English is still relatively easy. But we had an issue from a traveler who said they went to the airport in another country and they were very frustrated because the entire airport did not, nobody in the airport spoke uh, English. Learning how to say thank you and hello in Montenegro, in Montenegrin will go a long way. So when you go to Montenegro, try to learn uh, how to say thank you, which is Vala, and hello, which is (laughs) Z-D-R-A-V-O. The official uh, uh, currency of Montenegro is is not a member. Although Montenegro is not a member of the European Union, they still use the euro. A good majority of places in Montenegro do not accept credit cards. So if you're going to Montenegro, uh, a lot of places do not accept credit cards. They said it's easier to use credit cards at a few restaurants. Uh, But a lot of the country in Montenegro do not use credit cards. So if you're going to Montenegro, make sure you stock up on cash. ATMs are very plentiful throughout the country. So basically they're telling you that the country does not have a large amount of credit card places that accept credit cards. But they have tons of ATMs around the country. Here's something that will interest me. Tipping is not a thing in Montenegro. Uh, What the locals do is they round up the amount to the nearest euro. So it's not a big deal if you don't tip in Montenegro, because if it's $10.13 or $10.75, they'll round it up to 11 Haggling is also not a thing in Montenegro. Vendors at street markets, retail shops, bus stops will expect you to pay the listed price and will not budge on negotiation tactics. So if you're going to Montenegro and you want to negotiate uh, with a vendor, they're not going to do it. Uh, most of the Montenegrins that have street markets, uh, that is not something that you can negotiate. It's, that's the price, and that's what you're going to uh, pay. Wi-Fi is easily found throughout Montenegro. Most accommodation off, uh, options, cafes, and restaurants have decent Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, so if you're going to Montenegro, keep in mind you can easily get Wi-Fi. This traveler who we are, who we are reading about said that they relied on Wi-Fi. Uh, they stayed in the country 30 days and never had a problem uh, with Wi-Fi. So if you're traveling to Montenegro, keep in mind Wi-Fi is good. You will actually need an identification to purchase a SIM card. That's interesting. So when you go to the store to purchase a SIM card, you have have to actually uh, have your ID with you. Oh, here's here's something. When I was doing my research for our great listeners, I found out that smoking cigarettes in Montenegro is very common. It's like a national pastime. Uh, They pretty much smoke everywhere in the country. And that includes inside restaurants. And even the bus drivers smoke cigarettes. So, smoking cigarettes, I read this uh, while doing my research on several uh, different uh, platforms. Uh, scams are non existent in Montenegro. Locals are very honest and are generally not looking to rip you off. So it's very, uh, this lady stayed in Montenegro for 30 days and she said scams are pretty much non existent. Renting a car is by far the best way to get around Montenegro. So you can go to Montenegro very easily. Uh, Rent a car. Be alert and aware when driving. Locals don't shy away from overtaking blind curves at breakneck speeds. And they rarely stay in their own lanes. How about taking the bus? We have a lot of travelers that don't want to rent a car. They take a bus. How about the local bus system? In Montenegro is very cheap, efficient, and easy to use. Uh, This traveler stayed in Montenegro for 30 days. Never had an issue with the buses. Uh, They were very inexpensive. The buses were always on time. And they never had an issue buying a bus ticket. July and August is very busy in Montenegro. So you want to pre-purchase your bus tickets uh, because it's a travel destination. We just told you Montenegro is one of the most popular travel destinations. And uh, July and August, you're going to be waiting to get a ticket. Once again, we're covering Montenegro today. There are not many trains servicing Montenegro. But there is one that runs from Serbia to Montenegro and vice versa. So making local stops along the way. The train is actually cheaper than the bus. And when you board the train, you can see why. The trains are outdated and not in the best condition. But the trains are reliable and comfortable despite the old outdated look. So trains are cheaper than buses, but there's only one train, really. How about this? This is interesting. Hitchhiking is very common and very safe in Montenegro. Almost everyone that this traveler met in Montenegro had hitchhiked at some point. And a lot of the locals recommend to hitchhike. (laughs) So if you're looking to hitchhike... There you go. Cafe. All right, let's. This show is called Learn About World Cuisine. Now we're finally 21 minutes into the program. We're going to get to the dining, eating, and dining. Cafe culture is huge in Montenegro. And you will not escape Montenegro without visiting a few cafe bars. A lot of the Balkan countries are very into cafe bars. So, basically, they're tiny indoor spaces, but they have large outdoor patios with a rod-iron chairs. And that is where the locals gather. gather. So, if you're going to Montenegro, you're definitely going to hit a a cafe bar. Once again, they're outdoor patios with uh, rod-iron chairs, serving coffee and food. Uh, cafes, restaurants, and bars in Montenegro will present your bill immediately after you order. And every time you add to your order, be it a drink, a food, or whatever, another small check will be placed on your table. But they don't expect you to fin- uh, pay till you finish. That is one of the reasons why I created this show. I used to work at a hotel. And I used to have travelers coming into the hotel and telling me all kinds of wild stories about how they do things in other countries. I had a traveler telling me they visited Europe. And you know how they leave peanuts on the table. It was one of the countries in Europe. Uh, She grabbed a handful of peanuts and she saw it on her bill. (laughs) This is another thing. Uh, When you go to a restaurant and bar and cafe in Montenegro, uh, they will present the bill as soon as you order. Tipping, once again, we mentioned this earlier, but tipping is not a big deal in Montenegro. Most locals will round up the bill to the next euro. Uh, not much breakfast in Montenegro. Most locals head to the cafe bars in the morning hours, and they'll linger all uh, for the entire morning with a coffee in their hand. Coffee is typically served Turkish style, meaning the grounds are unfiltered and lie in a thin layer along the bottom of your coffee cup. Lunch is your main meal in Montenegro. Not surprising, considering breakfast isn't much of a thing. So basically, in Montenegro, the traveler is telling you that breakfast is not so much a big deal. Uh, Lunch is their main meal. So lunch is what you go for. You're not going to be meeting up with locals to eat breakfast. It's probably going to be lunch. Uh, The cuisine is heavy on the meat. And it can be hard to dine out if you have dietary restrictions. So vegetarians, vegetarian it's not very vegetarian friendly is what the traveler is saying. Seafood is plentiful along the coast and trout is popular in most inland city. Uh, but meat is your main thing in Montenegro. Uh, It's very hard to find uh, vegan-friendly food. Uh, Vegetarian food you can find some places, but if you're vegan, it's very tough in Montenegro. Most of the restaurants are heavy on the meat. Montenegrins love grilled meat. And a thing called savapi. savapi is a popular choice among the young Because it's affordable, savapi is typically made by combining two different types of minced meats. It's usually beef and lamb uh, before before they throw it on the grill. We just told you that meat is heavy in Montenegro. The cuisine is heavy on the meat. Another cuisine, burek, is also a must-try food. It's minced meat-filled phyllo dough, and that is something that you really need uh, to try when you're in Montenegro. It's called burek, B-U-R-E-K, and it's very inexpensive, and it's the most popular fast food in the Balkan Islands. Kajmak! On bread is another delicacy. Uh, Montenegrins that do eat breakfast, which are very few, uh, will put this on bread. It's called kajmak. We have a lot of home cooks that listen to the show. So I'm going to spell it for you. K-A-J-M-A-K. It's a dairy product most often compared to clotted cream. The tap water is safe to drink in Montenegro. Uh, most public public squares and plazas even have continuously flowing fountains for you to fill up your water bottle. Uh, the drink of Montenegro is called Rockeye Heat. Uh, oh, I got to spell this one: R A R A K I J A, and. That is the spirit of the country. That is something that you're going to see everywhere. It's a fruit brandy, uh, but that is something that they, the restaurants will give you uh, after meals and during meals. But that is called, I'm going to spell it again R A K I J A. That is the alcohol that is most popular in Montenegro. Locals often drink one shot of this along with their breakfast coffee. So basically, a lot of the locals will take a shot of R-A-K-I-J-A inside their coffee. All right. They also have a wine scene in Montenegro. Uh, with V-R-A-N-A-C being the most common grape variety. Vineyards and tasting rooms can be visited in certain areas of the country, and a bottle of wine can be bought for as low as four euros. All right, so that was the food. That's the cuisine part of Montenegro. We're heading into the 30-minute mark. So I'm going to wind this show down. Keep in mind, somebody else wrote this show. I did not. So I'm having a hard time keeping up with it. Uh, I want to thank everyone. Our last show about Poland was a huge success. Uh, We just reached the 4,000 mark. Keep in mind, if you know anything about podcasting, 4,000 is significant because a lot of of shows don't get to 10,000. So I'm very thankful to our great listeners around the world once again there's only 12 or 13% of the people that listen to this show in the united states so let's go through a couple more of these facts somebody else wrote the show so i'm kind of i'm kind of discombobulated today all right let's go through a couple more facts and then we're going to wrap it up cuz i like to let you guys I uh, give you guys only 30 minutes to 40 minutes at the most so you can listen to it on your way into your job or wherever you're going. So, let's go through a couple more. In the wintertime in Montenegro, Montenegro, several ski resorts operate around the country. So, you can be drinking coffee by the sea enjoy, and enjoying a plus 15 degrees and gentle winter sun. But in the afternoon of that same exact day, you can be skiing up in the uh, and playing in the snow. All right, I'm just going to go through a few of these. We're almost at the 30-minute mark. Montenegro is a perfect destination if you love to swim. Uh, swimming is is tra- the sea is transparent so you can actually see your feet uh but swimming is in the sea is a great thing in Montenegro all right let's go through a few once again i did not write this particular show so i'm looking uh the people are very hospitable uh In Montenegro, most of the travelers from the research I did said that Montenegro people are great people. All right, we're going to go through a few more. We're almost at our 30-minute mark. I'm just going to wind this down. Uh, In Montenegro, religious holidays are more important than secular and state holidays. Depending on the religion, the employer is required to give an official weekend to an employee. Uh, 70% of Montenegrins are Orthodox, 20% of Muslims, and the rest are Catholics. So religion is very important. Make sure you check your calendar before you take a trip uh, to make sure the country will be open. Because it pretty much shuts down on religious holidays. All right, let's go through it. We're going to wrap this show up real quick. Hold on. All right. Oh, okay. In supermarkets in Montenegro, there are no locks with keys on lockers for bags. So I told you earlier that Montenegrins are very trustworthy. And hitchhiking is actually very popular in the country. So there's very small to no petty theft in the country. So what they do is if you have to lock things up, they don't even use a lock. Uh, The people themselves do not like conflicts. And they rarely argue. So if you're a solo traveler, we have a lot of world travelers out there. If you're a solo traveler, this particular tourist is telling you That Montenegro is very, very safe to travel if you're just one person. All right. Let's just go through a couple of these. Oh, how about this? If you're a nightlife person and you want to go to Montenegro and shake it down, (laughs) Montenegrin people are embarrassed to dance in bars and clubs. So if you have a high expectation of nightlife in Montenegro, sorry to inform you that you will not be seeing people cutting loose on the dance floor. So a lot of the clubs in Montenegro do not dance. Uh, they're very quiet people. But they do not. you're not going to be able to go to a club and dance. So that was pretty interesting. How about that? Tea is not very common in Montenegro. So if you're a tea lover and you're looking for tea, uh, most of the country is a coffee country. Let's wrap it up. Oh, Montenegrins are meat eaters. And meat dishes in restaurants are much cheaper than fish and seafood. Okay. All right. We want to thank everyone for their great support of Learn About World Cuisine. That show was about Montenegro and Montenegrin cuisine. Uh, Catch our other show, Dining on a Dime. It's on all podcast platforms. You can find out exactly where by going to your favorite Google and search Dining on a Dime podcast. It's a food show. That focuses on your wallet. We have a professional chef. We have a food photo journalist. So once again, listen to our show and then go check out Dining on a Dime. Uh, Once again, we hit a huge milestone this week. We want to thank our great listeners. Uh, We reached the 4,000 mark this week. I want to thank everyone. Uh, Just look up uh, Learn About World Cuisine podcast on Google. We're available everywhere. Every single place you can get podcasts, we are available. People love this show because it's off the cuff. I literally wake up out of bed, I plug the machine in, and I go through my research and tell you about a different country around the world. Keep in mind that the facts I usually research are facts that I find interesting. So this show, there are hundreds of if not thousands of articles that I read for each country that I skip because I don't think they're interesting. If you want me to cover a particular country for you, send me an email, diningonadime at yahoo.com, and I will research the country, and I will let you know all the info you would like to know about the country. So once again, join us every Friday morning Uh, For Learn About World Cuisine, we want to thank our great listeners. Uh, We accomplished a huge milestone this week. Uh, We are at the 4,000 mark. And that is a huge, huge accomplishment. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week.